Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. My guest today is another one of our students in our coaching program. With me today, I've got Kayla Fisher, and uh, she's going to share how she went from where she was at as a brand new agent to putting 12 deals under contract in January 2021. So Kayla, welcome to the show, my friend. Hi. Good to see you. It's good to see you too. All right, cool. So we were just kind of talking off air and I want to share your story. Like we were just doing off, off, uh, off air. And because I think so many people will really, really be inspired by your story because I'm, yeah. all the agents inside of our program feel inspired by you. And so let's give everybody an idea of how long you're in the business, what market you're in, and then we'll jump into uh, how you did this. Yeah. So um, I'm from Texas. I um, am in Southeast Texas, which is in between Houston and Lake Charles. Um, we, um, in a town called Beaumont, it's, um, you know, not huge, um, but our area is um, full of um, industrial um, refineries, um, ExxonMobil, BASF, so a lot of oil and gas, um, but um, our, you know, our average transaction is about $250,000 and, um, you know, the inventory just depends on the pockets of areas. So we have some that move really quickly and some that sit, but the average days on markets about 45 days. Um, and then obviously just depending on the area, some of that goes in two days and some of it sits for 90. So, yeah. Yeah. And you haven't even been licensed. We're shooting this in the beginning of February, 2021. You haven't even been licensed one full year yet, have you? No, I got my license. Um, well, I tried to get my license in March, but COVID shut down the testing. And so I had to wait until May to get my test. And I was officially licensed um, on May the 30th. And um, I had a, a broker that I was working with. And I'm no longer with them. but. Um, you know, I, I started and um, a new agent and um, I have a lot of business experience, but, um, you know, it was kind of like a, a total uh, 180. I mean, I didn't know what form to use. I have no idea, like what it means to sign a contract, you know, none of that. Um, and even with my education and my business experience, like I knew that it would take a while to like create some traction. But, um, you know, I, I did some sales uh, with my catering company and yeah. um, I owned three restaurants and a catering company um, for about 10 years and had grown that pretty significantly. Um, but as, you know, time went on and um, as every entrepreneur knows, you don't make every decision right. And so um, there were some mistakes made, but ultimately when COVID hit, there, there wasn't enough cash flow to sustain our businesses. Um, and so I took that opportunity um, to, you know, bow out very gracefully. And, um, and also I had, I had gone through a divorce and, um, and I, I just, I needed personally, I needed a change and, um, financially, I needed a change. Um, we, 
have three kids. And um, as a single mom at the time, I had to figure out what to do to support my family. And, um, and that was um, that was my main motivation. I had I have a couple of friends that are real estate agents that are very successful. And then they just told me I would be really great at it. Um, and I loved the flexibility of real estate, which is such a joke because there's really not that much flexibility. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I decided to jump in to um, real estate um, thinking that I could make money and be with my kids all the time. And it was just going to, you know, be easy. And it, it really, it was kind of a culture shock at first. Um, given my history of my, the restaurants, my, my sphere is really very wide and strong. And um, in the first four months, I closed $1.4 million in volume and had made a little bit of, of money. And that was um, really inspiring to me. However, after, you know, the initial boom of getting your license and you tell all your friends that you're an agent and then people want to support you and all these things, like I, um, I found myself at like three or four months, like just waiting on my sphere to call me or cultivating my sphere to, um, to call me. And it was just a waiting game. So let's, let's, let's break that down. I want to kind of walk people through this story step-by-step step because man, oh man, you are going to hit strike a nerve with so many people. So you go through some, some tough times with your restaurant you went through some personal things. Um, you got into real estate because, you had some friends that are in the industry doing very, very well. It provided you and your lifestyle what you needed to be a single mom and to provide for your kids. So you get into right. business, you get your license on my birthday, by the way, May 30th. So Yay. we have that to share forever. Um, and like many new realtors, you had a strong uh, sphere that responded very, very well to you. You got your license and like, oh, Kayla, we're so happy for you. We're actually looking to buy a house. You're like, ah, this is going to be easy. You sell 1.4 million out of the gate and you're like, oh, I got this. No big deal. You get some cash and then everything went dark, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had nothing in November. I had a client that called me, another friend that was getting divorced and knew that I had just been through that and I, and it was very public divorce and um me and my ex-husband worked in the same industry together in the same businesses i mean our faces were plastered on billboards and then all of a sudden you know like it's here we are and um and so i had a couple people call me um to just do this or that but again it was just like a waiting game so like i had you know several transactions in september october i had nothing in the pipeline, I'd have somebody call me out of the blue and I would be like, thank God I can buy my kids Christmas presents. Wow. And, um, and so I did that. And around the same time I found your program and I began to learn that if you just wait on your sphere, you're always going to be waiting. And, um, I had never cold called anybody like to pick up the phone and call a stranger was like one of the most intimidating things I'd ever done in my life. Sure. Um, and so I found your program, but um, I still had no idea what to do. Like I didn't know, um, like in the, you know, in the program, you really talk about like self-reflection and, 
and like knowing what your goal is. I, you know, and I, I, to be honest, Brandon, I just finished my vision board, um, the last week, um, because when you've gone through so much failure, so to speak, and you have gone through like such a big life change, you have no idea what you want. And it was really hard for me to like write down what kind of car I wanted in two years or what kind of house I wanted to live in. Cause I was just trying to survive it. Yeah. I was trying to get my kids to school in the morning and I was trying to like, just put clothes on again. You know, it was not, let me unpack this. Okay. So I'm not, this is going to be so far as one of my funnest interviews because your story is so real and and thank you for being vulnerable and so authentic. That's why I love you so much. But so I want to talk about, so before you and I started working together, so after you come out of the gate, you sell these houses, before we start working together, what were you trying to do to generate business? Because that's the little black hole that most new realtors live in. And it's totally filled with fear, anxiety, frustration, worry, doubt. What were you doing that time, that period of time? Did you have doubts to say, man, I don't know if I can be in this business what were you doing to try to generate more cash? Um, well, to be honest, like I, um, I still had some catering things that were like lingering on. So, um, like I have clients I worked with like brides and I would, um, I did a lot of corporate event planning. And so I still had, you know, things that were trickling from that had moved, especially because of COVID they had moved their dates. So I still had a little bit of income here and there, but, um, you know, I knew that there were other ways to get listings just from my dabbling in like real estate. And when you first get it as an agent, you get all these emails and you get, yep. you know, things in the mail. And so I knew that there was a way. I just didn't know how to do it. And, um, and I was scared and intimidated and, um, distracted, you know, and, um, I also, um, I have my master's degree, and so I teach online at a university. Um, and so when COVID happened, I they asked me to teach last year online, and I thought, well, great, this is a great opportunity for me to make money. To you know, I would at least have this, and I could do it at home if the kids don't go back to school in the fall, and all of those questions that moms right. and families had um, over the summer. Um, it was that's how I was like just making money. And I would, I mean, Brandon, I would make $1,200 for eight weeks to teach 60 students. It was a lot of work. Wow. And um, then, you know, I had joined your program about the same time, but I was still teaching online and I was selling real estate. And I'm like, I have all these moving plates and um, you know, I had already made the commitment, so I couldn't just quit. But um, I realized that, it was such a distraction, like the 10 or 15 hours I was using a week to generate this little bit of money to feed my kids was distracting me and keeping me from like prospecting or just doing what I needed to do. And so um, the, the real shift for me was when I started to make money, um, this is very personal, but I, um, I, from my divorce and closing for restaurants, I had um, a little over $2 million in restaurant debt that was following me. And um, probably, you know, I was making good money and um, 
but I was not making a lot of money. And anybody that understands finances, before you start to put money in the bank, you have to dissolve your debt. Mm. And um, I came to a point um, one week in October where I was served five times with lawsuits from debts that I had from the restaurants that I had personal guarantees on. And, um, and I knew that I needed to like take care of that part of my life. So I filed for bankruptcy in October and um, was still working at the school and, you know, doing some things on the side. Um, but I was just so distracted and like all these things kind of. Of course, were, you're overwhelmed. Yeah, they were just bogging me down. And um, at the same time, I'm trying to learn how to prospect, which right. is Unbelievable. very interesting. And like, you know, you're literally staring at every single thing, feeling like you're failing. Wow. Because you don't do anything 100%. You're just doing everything at 25%. If yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so the real shift for me was in December. Um, I hadn't had a deal. I didn't have anything in the pipeline. Um, but my bankruptcy ha- ha- was final mid-December. And so I kind of felt like, I could breathe again. Also, I finished teaching that class and I was like really ready to buckle down. Like I knew I could do what you guys were doing, but I had never done it. And up to this point, I was in the program for two months, but I had probably made three or four very terrible calls to FISBOS. I mean, the worst. Um, But I... Um, I jumped in and uh, didn't know what I was doing. I'm also very type A. And so for me to like not have the marketing materials or not have this or that, I just, um, you call it creative avoidance, but, um, and it is at the end of the day. Um, But at the same time, I was like, you know, finishing my bankruptcy and doing all of these things. I had Caitlin um, like recreate my brand. I changed brokers because my broker was very unsupportive and it just wasn't, he just, it wasn't a good environment for me. So from the information that I gathered from the group, to be honest, I knew kind of what I wanted in a broker and what that meant. Cause as a new agent, you just sign up with an, an agent. Right. Like you don't, you don't know anything. And so when I didn't have any deals, I had nothing going on in November <laughs> at all. I decided to change brokers and redo my marketing and do all these things and wait for my bankruptcy to be finished. And um, so I was kind of doing all that. And then December, I just, I hit the ground running and um, it was probably the, f- the week before Christmas, right after my bankruptcy, I started to make calls and they were terrible. I mean, really terrible and inconsistent and just nuts. And um, then you started the January challenge and I didn't even know you were doing it because I wasn't really following up. But on January 1st, all these agents started going live on Facebook, making calls. And I'm like, what is this? Like my Facebook feeds blown up. I'm social media challenged. I'm just (laughs) terrible. And so I look up and I'm like, I don't, I've never done a Facebook live in my entire life. It's so funny. Never, ever. And I had to like download cameras and browsers and all of these things just to get my first video. But I was like, you know, what? like I wanted to hit it hard in 2021 
And um, I knew like my three pillars of my business were FISBOs. I was going to just let my sphere bring in some stuff and nurture that a little bit. Yep. And um, I do a first sell by a uh, first time home buyer seminar every quarter. So those are like my three pillars. And I love first time home buyers. They're great, fun to work with, but buyers are buyers. And That's right. um, tough. yeah, tough. so yeah, so but I do love to do it. And so Absolutely. I wanted to still do it. And it's also a great um, gateway for me to with my first sell by owners is that I'm constantly in front of buyers. And I just use that as an example. Um, and, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time and it's fun. And so I do. Yeah. Let me, but, let me ask you real quick. So, cause you're giving so much, this is so good, Kayla. I'm, I'm hoping you're having, I mean, this, you're just providing so much value. The, I want to, I want to kind of just uh, focus on in December when you said, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. Was there a part of you that says, I don't want to do this. I, I want to, maybe I should get a job. You know, what, walk us through the mindset where bringing, because we're only talking about 45 days ago, 60 right. days ago. No, I mean, I sat on my couch. I very vividly remember um, calling my broker. I had changed brokerages and my broker is phenomenal. Awesome. He's so supportive and just a very whole person. He reminds me a lot of you and just like, um, like breaking down like what you want, what's important to you. And so like, he really encouraged me to do the first time home buyer seminar because that's what I love, but sure. it's not going to put money on the table. And so if you want to make so many transactions, like making sure that that was good. But I remember sitting on the couch the week before my kids got out for Christmas and just calling him and saying like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I come, I drop my kids off from school. I come home and I feel, I know I could be doing something to better my business, but I just sit on my couch and yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Um, and so he was like, you know, you got to dust your boots off, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you got to dust your boots off and like, just jump in. And so every, you know, he became a huge accountability for me. And wow. every Tuesday or at 11 o'clock, he calls and he asks what I'm doing. And um, and so like, he would just give me like five things you can do this week and five things. And so while that was happening simultaneously, like I jumped into the FISBO and we had really determined, and I said, like, I've paid for this program, but I'm not using it, but I know that it works. So I want to do that. And he was, he wasn't sure. And he still isn't to some degree, especially sure. with like the flexible commission, but now he's like, you do you girl, like you, you're got it going. And, um, and so, but he, he knew that that was what I wanted and he supported me in that. And, um, and so like, I kind of worked on my sphere and getting my database with that, you know, up and going. So I could put that on autopilot. And, um, and then I really dug in deep to the FISBOs and then I put some more for sale by owner, uh, for some home buyer, um, seminars on the calendar. And so like, he helped me just line up a plan. That's great. Just so good for my type A. I just I needed the plan. Um, so you started making calls, right? And yeah. they were bad. They, you weren't good. And I kept oh, encouraging. I, it's like, I talk about this all the time, right? I mean, the learnings in the doing, right. you can look back 60 days and say, now I understand what he says when he says that. For because sure. when you started, you sucked. You weren't good. You're terrible. Yeah. You know, and it took you to do that in order to get to the point where you put 12 deals under contract last month, which we're going to talk about that in a second, walk us through 
those first couple of calls and, and how you mustered up the courage to do that and, and how you kept going? Well, I, I like dabbled with the role play partner for a little bit. And um, I, I, to be honest, like it was just not, I have three kids at home running around crazy. Yeah. I mean, when during my Facebook live calls in January, like there was very regularly a child like running, you know, in the oh, background. Yeah. Doing cartwheels, yeah. jumping and. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Just yeah. asking me what's for dinner. Yeah. You know, would you like for me to pick your nose? Like all the That's things. Right. That all does. those things. I get it. Yeah. Um, but they. Um, yeah. So I started making calls. Totally terrible. Um, and I. I, I would say like looking back, like I, I quit after, like I would make calls and it was uncomfortable and I didn't want to do it. So I didn't. And so I would do it, but I, then I would get angry because I had made all these calls last Tuesday and I haven't followed up. So like, am I going to make last Tuesday's work totally irrelevant? Like, That's so right. then that would give me some courage to like make the follow-up call. And, but I was using Red X, which is not a fantastic system for follow-up. So then I was confused and it was overwhelming and just, you know, all the things that keep you from really making the calls. Um, and it was, a, go ahead. Okay. No, it's good. It was about two weeks into making the calls that I realized that, and this was like a huge mental shift for me that like I'm calling based off of a plan that I'm learning. But the client on the other end, they have no idea I've done it wrong. And so Great even point. if I do call and totally botch the call based off of my standards, um, they don't have any standard of a call. And when I did that and I really just I was just making another call and I would make another call. But in when I started the 31 day challenge in January, it taught me just so much about just getting in and doing it. Like, don't make an excuse, just make the phone call. And every call that I made um, and really videoing. Um, and I was so mortified the first couple of days of videoing myself. Like I, it was mortifying, but everybody else was doing it. So I was jumping in. Like, I felt like that was my safe space. Like if everybody else is doing it, making terrible calls, I can make terrible calls too. It's free game. That's why we do it. Because yeah. we all go through shared suffering together. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, then like by like day 10, like January 10th, I started to watch myself in the videos, which was I still do it. Like I'll go back every day when I make the calls on live. I spend like 20 minutes going back and looking at the calls that so answered and um, just seeing how I did good, what I did bad, what I should have said, um, an objection. It's your game film. It's game film. Yeah. And You're it, watching Kayla Fisher game film. So, and it was, it's honestly like so fun to me now to like make calls for a session and go back and look at what I can do better because every time I made calls in January, I just, I got better and I got better and I got better. And, um, and now, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not perfect by any means. And I do not like, I just landed my first expired listing last week, had no idea what to do, but, um, you know, I, I knew that the call was the hard part for me. Yeah. But here's what happened. So, but the thing is, is like, so then you did it. You went through the, the January, the, the 31 day challenge. You called every day, your skills got better. You ended up putting 12 deals 
under contract in January, which now they're all hopefully closing. You're getting paid in February. What, what, so let's, let's break that down. What was, what were some key things from your skills perspective where you started setting appointments? You started going on previews. You started, it started to click. You're like, ah, okay, I got this where you had 12 people agree to do business with you last month, you know? So, so walk us through the skills piece that what you've learned now going through the program that's allowed you to build confidence and actually get results. So, um, you know, like I, I initially went on preview appointments probably the last week of like in between Christmas, because I started making calls in December, mid-December, and I went on my first preview appointments this, that week between Christmas and New Year's. And they were just terrible. I mean, I didn't go with anything that you said to go with. I honestly, I hadn't even watched the video. Sure. So I went on them and I realized, you know, I was terrible again, but I was excited to like be in front of people. And like, it was exciting. And I, um, I'm really good at closing in person. I'm very personable. I'm very, um, I understand what it means to like, know your client and their motivation. And, and I'm sincere in that, I genuinely want to help people sell their property. And if they don't want me to sell their property, I don't want to sell it for them. And so if I know that, you know, like just being sincere is, is, is so valuable to your client um, and they can, they can sniff it out in a second. Um, So my skills that I had to work on were truly, you know, the call that was my hurdle was getting the call and getting the appointment from the call. Once I got the appointment, I can wing it somewhat. Um, but, you know, still even like I'm still struggling with like the CMAs and really understanding that and the, um, the resources that I'm using, I'm still tweaking those things because the sure. CMA that I have is like 70 pages, like taking that to a listing room is like, let me flip through this Bible real quick and teach right. you about Jesus. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, so I, I'm, I'm really still working on those skills, but, you know, just taking it one step at a time and like in the preview appointment and you, you mentioned this so much, like don't try to do it all at once. Just right. do the one, the one next step, you know, the, the next thing, just focus on that. And so th- I went on a preview appointment with just my FISBO backup plan and I trotted in and did terrible and left with no appointment. <laughs> then the next appointment I made, I just printed the Zillow ad and I, I just did that. And I, I did that for one day. I had three appointments lined up and I just printed the Zillow ad for all of them. And I did that. And then the next time I went, I took the CMA and, um, and because I'm an unexperienced agent, so to speak, I, I still struggle with that, but I, I got better at closing the deal and through the sincerity of like me, just, um, genuinely wanting to help people. Um, I, I am, um, I, I got the 12 different listing and preview appointments, um, or 12 different listing agreements. Some of them are, are double-sided. So it's a, a buyer agreement with the listing agreement. And, um, and so, you know, it, it just, at some point, I think I texted Ron in the middle or, or maybe Keith, I can't remember, yeah. but I had, you know, my goal when I had done my business plan was to get, you know, 48 transactions for the year. Yep. And 
mid-January, I had already had five listing agreements. And I had this like crazy thought, what if I got 10? Like what, it's only, what if I could get 10? And it was like, everything I had done was like snowballing into like signing a listing agreement, signing a buyer agreement, signing a listing agreement. And, and it was crazy, um, like momentum. And at the same time, I literally called Keith Zimmer one day and I was like, okay, bro, I have 12 listing agreements and I have no idea what to do. Yeah. Like, what do I, I don't even know. I I had only put one listing in the system ever. Like I don't even know. Um, And he was just like, take it one thing at a time, you know, like just, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. And I would just, you know, I pulled over one day and I got chewed out by clients. I mean, all, I mean, it was just like hellfire and brimstone. That's how you learn. That's right. And, um, and by the, yeah, by the end of the month, I had some of the deals haven't even been put in the system because they got pre-approved and, you know, so now they're going to buy before they sell. And so, you know, I started to get really organized and I use a folder system for, you know, I, I needed the physical hand. Like I want to see my actual listings in my hand Absolutely. and not on a computer screen. So I use, you know, the follow-up system through Vulcan seven, but when I get an actual client, I, I make them a folder and I, I carry those folders with me everywhere I go. And yeah. every day I touch on them and, you know, you just, you just learn in the doing and that's truly um, what I'm, I'm still doing. And, um, you know, now I'm, at this point, I'm trying to put a house under contract, put one listing agreement and one closing a week. And if I, I do that, I'll have, you know, like if I can just every week, you know, I, I might not have a month or again where I have 12 listing, you know, signing appointments because when I started that, I didn't have anything to do but to call. And now I have all of these exactly. listings. And so, yeah. So like that was another struggle that I had this month was like, how do I maintain the prospecting while I am Service your clients? Yeah. And really being good at that. And so I've started to add on like transaction coordinators and a couple of different things that I think will help relieve me while I can continue to focus on prospecting because I, I very much so do not want to hit that slump that everybody talks about where you get all this business, yeah. you help your clients and you forget about prospecting. So that's you know, so I'm good, still learning. Kayla. I mean, that, that is just, I mean, it's a great, great, great story. And so, you know, what would you, um, what would you say to people that say prospecting doesn't work that you, you know, uh, that's, that's old school. I mean, you're a brand new agent, just crushing it. I mean, you're living proof, but what would you say? What words would you say to somebody that says, oh, prospecting doesn't work? I mean, I mean, I had this conversation with other agents at my brokerage that are like really focused on social media branding and like just being forefront of mind. Um, To me, that seems like way more work than picking up the phone for an hour and a half or two hours or, you know, um, you won't know until you do it, whether or not you like it or not. And you can't like, I hated calls at first, but now it's like, it's very encouraging 
to make a phone call and know that someone, you know, could like I could build a new relationship with somebody that's outside of my sphere, like convincing people that you do not know and never had a relationship with to do business with you is one of the greatest skills that you could ever build. You just nailed it. Let me, let me pause you that you just gave me goosebumps. So you just nailed it. That's the thing with prospecting because you're in control of your actions. Right. And in literally less than an hour, based on the skills that you're learning, call a complete stranger that otherwise you would never know ever and position yourself that they would want to do business with you is absolutely the greatest skill that any entrepreneur could ever have because now you never have to worry again. Right. You know with absolute certainty right now that you can pick up that phone and in an hour be at somebody's kitchen table presenting your case to get their listing. I mean, that's yeah. incredible power. You can't do that with anything else. Social mm-hmm. media, direct mail, networking, you cannot do that. Um, that's why I love prospecting so much. And so what, what does the future hold for you? Like, what is your mindset now? Do you, do you look into the future with as much worry or doubt, or is it now all excitement about how big and how much money you can make in this business? Yeah. I mean, I'm at the, at a place where I, you know, I, I, I have, my kids are still here. They're still yeah. alive and kicking. Um, <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm at a place of like, do I, how aggressive do I want to be? Like, cause I can make 12 listing appointments every month. Like that's totally possible. And I, um, I definitely want to do that. And so I'm like at, trying to find this balance. And I, at this point, I'm just continually like trying to um, make a listing, a closing and a sale. You know, like that's my goal right now is to so just good. do that and refine my processes. Um, because I still... I, like I don't use banner season nearly as effective as I should. And I don't like, I don't use bomb bomb. Like I, I don't know any of that. I don't even know how to do that technologically cool stuff, but yeah. you know, I, I want to get that better and I just want to grow, but yeah, it is. It's really inspiring to, to meet a stranger and build a relationship with them and help them. And at, at my core, like that gives me a lot of inspiration in like making that phone call that the people that I'm on the phone with, like they do need my help and they don't know it. That's right. And, um, and so that's very inspiring to me to, to keep going. Um, and then, I mean, obviously financially, you know, out of those 12 contracts, um, my DCI is, is about $62,000 and, um, Tell, 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 the, tell them real quick what you told me when I posted, you know, hey, let's, let's, let's uh, have a let's be honest moment. How much is in your bank account in November? What you told me and then what, what that looks like now, because now you, you're, you're potentially going to have, what, a $40,000, $50,000 income month in February or March. Yeah. Tell me what you said off air if you don't mind sharing that. Yeah. So uh, in November, like I think you went live and you were like just trying to challenge us to be honest. And at that point, I was going through like the self-reflection and yes. I mean, it's brutal self-reflection, yeah. but um, I had $12 in my bank account and I was in the middle of a bankruptcy and I was too chicken to say that in the group. Everybody's like, I have, you know, 3000 and I'm like, yeah. I have $12 and, um, and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a bankruptcy. So like, you just feel stuck. Like I can't make a ton of money. If I make money there, you know, it's all going to be gone. And so yeah. I was just stuck, but, um, yeah. So I, to be honest, like right now I, I'm, I don't have a 
ton of money yet either. But sure. um, because I, I had to buy 12 signs last month, right, which right, is right, very right. expensive. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I just kept calling the printer. I was like, I need another sign. I need another yeah. sign. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you have, what do you have pending right now to close in February and in March right now? So I have a closing. I'm supposed to have a closing tomorrow, but there's a winter storm like the apocalypse is oh, happening nice. in Texas. And so um, title companies just opened back up today yeah. and i and so i i might but i have a closing this month i have one of my first sale by owners under contract and i've listed one yesterday we had to delay because of the storm um i listed it yesterday like around 11 and i put it under contract at uh, 10 o'clock wow night. congratulations um, yeah so um i have another listing that went live that's going live on friday um we're waiting for the photographer, for the snow to melt to yeah, go take yeah. photos and all that. So there's been a few delays, but um, like all of my contracts are still intact as far as like, we're just moving along. You know, one of my listings was going to list and then buy, then they got pre-approved and they don't need a contingency anymore. So Great. we're focusing on buying. Um, and so like some of that has shifted, but um, just like nurturing those, you know, leads and um, I'll have, you know, four closings right now are slotted for March and um, one this week. And then, um, you know, I still have like three listings that are out that are not under contract yet. Um, but well, look at that. I mean, listen, so I don't know what company you're with or how big a company is, but four closings in March for an agent that is less than one year in the business, that's got to put you at the top of the leaderboard at your company to have four closings in one month. And then the other story or moral of the story or takeaway is the work we do now pays us in 90 days. Now right. you can say with certainty that that is the truth. You busted yeah. your ass. Oops, sorry if there's kids around in January and you're going to get paid. You're going to get all that money's going to start rolling in the end of February and into March. And you nailed it, which is why, again, I have so much respect for you you know the importance of keeping your foot on the on the gas and right. keep prospecting, keep putting leads in the funnel, keep meeting with people and servicing your clients, which you're working on your systems and your processes to be more efficient and, and effective. Um, but you've got the momentum rolling now. You've already put in the hard work. Right. And I think you would agree that you don't want to go backwards and start all over again. No. You know, so that's huge. I mean, that's so amazing. Your broker's just got to be like, oh my gosh, like how many agents are in your company? Would you say? Um, well, there's about 16, um, and they're mostly from the Houston market. One of our FISBO, uh, like, fam yeah. joined our brokerage. We met and, like, joined our brokerage last week or so. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's um, – it's, he's a newer broker for sure. He, he um, yeah. left Keller Williams and, and started his own broker. So he, he doesn't have a ton, but I'll tell you just from like, I'm the only person in my brokerage in my territory. Everybody else is in Houston, which is about two hours away from me. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of like the lone ranger over here, but um, even in my industry, like the other agents in my area, nobody's putting up four listings a month um, with one agent. They might be on a team doing that's that, right. but there, no, there's not one other agent that's producing that kind of volume um, that, that I've seen in the last like six weeks. And so um, I have gotten some, like I just keep posting pictures, like I have a new listing, I have a new listing, yeah, I have a yeah, new yeah. listing. And I've had other agents call and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, 
not ready to share that with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so amazing. I mean, that's, that's what, so that's why I do like why this program exists. Like it, it is so selfishly. It's so, uh, makes me so happy to hear that you're winning on this level. Cause I'm like, that's why I wanted to do this with you. I'm like this, this woman, although she's gone through so much pain and so much heartache, she's doing it and she's winning on a big, big scale. And Oh, by the way, she hasn't even been in the business for a year yet. I mean, when I interview you again in another year, like I can't even imagine where you're going, Kayla, you are going to inspire an industry and, and I just want to thank you for doing this because I know people in our in our program behind the scenes that no one sees, they're like, Kayla Fisher's on fire. I want to be like Kayla. I want to be like Kayla. And so you just have such a strong story that's very real. You went through, you you were up here, you went through this pain in your life, and now you're you're on this upswing. Yeah. And uh, you're definitely a stock that I would invest in. And so I'm so mm-hmm. proud and I'm so excited for your future. Uh, any last words of encouragement to agents that maybe were where you were at? We're very down. They don't know if this business is for them. They're scared of prospecting. Any words of encouragement for them? Yeah, I mean, you know, like facing failure in personal matters or even in in business is is a very humbling experience. And you feel like... Um, you don't even know where to start, you know? Um, but, you know, I've, I've shared this with other people in our group that like, you don't have to do everything right. And you don't have to do it all perfect all the time. You just have to give yourself like a little win every day and like make a little win. And, and it's, you know, what you focus on and like set your, you know, you might not be able to make a phone call and land a deal and do all of those things right now. But if you just set your goal, like, a little smaller for that day. And instead of like staring at a bunch of failures, you eventually stare at a lot of little wins. And then those little wins add up to big wins. And then you eventually realize that you are strong enough to do it and that you are um, strong enough to try again. And that is something that was really hard for me, but um, I've, I've really tried to like, just focus on my little wins and then find some, find people that are going to cheer you on. And if they're not right. cheering you on, then they don't need to, to be in your life. And, um, and that sounds like so cliche, like I would tell it to my teenager, but it's the truth. And even as adults, we yeah. forget that, that, you know, you just need cheerleaders and you need, everybody needs a win every day. And it might just be that you did your dishes or that you, you know, made the phone calls that you went on the preview appointment or that you got the listing or that you made the deal, you know, but if, as long as you focus on the little wins in life, it inspires you to win again and again and again. And then, you know, eventually you, you wake up one day and have 12 listing agreements. Yeah. I mean, that's great advice. I mean, this is, that's the, the winning the day checklist, right? To your mm-hmm. point, it's like attach your wins to these small little actionable things, waking up on time, getting in a walk right. with the dog making 10 calls, going on one appointment this week. That's the little wins that Kayla, that you're talking about, that you're right. I mean, you just build on top of these little wins. So man, oh man, oh man, thank you so, so much for jumping on this. I can't wait to to share this with the world. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you like I always do, but uh, I'm really, really, uh, truly, truly excited for you. 
Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be a part of the group. It has really changed my life and um, not just professionally, but personally, just seeing other agents that are ready to like do the work and um, support people and be supportive in other people's wins is like just been such a great um great atmosphere to be in and so it's it really is my pleasure so awesome well kayla have a uh, i'm sure you'll you'll finish this week out strong i look forward to seeing you on our coaching calls and again thank you so much for taking the time to do this thank you hope you guys have a great day thanks talk to you soon bye for more tips and advice on how you can grow your business be sure to follow brandon on youtube and instagram at brandon mulrennan